Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Plastic, a build, pay, and working capital tool for direct-to-consumer brands. That's Plastic, by the way, P-L-A-S-T-I-Q.com. Plastic helps e-commerce entrepreneurs and growing brands pay for inventory and advertising expenses with a credit card or short-term financing options. Businesses can even pay rent, payroll, and their FedEx costs with Plastic, earning credit card rewards and preserving cash for a healthier balance sheet. You can learn more about Plastic at www.plastiq.com. Our guest today is Jim Baroud. Jim is the founder and CEO of Innovation Plus. He's an advisor to growing companies, a global speaker, co-author of the very famous Lessons from the Great Recession, and a host of A Few Things podcast, which I highly recommend. Uh, Today, Jim and I will discuss the state of cash flow for small business owners and where it's going from here. With that, I want to welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, Jim Baroud. Hello, Brian. How are you? Thanks for having me. Uh, Jim, it's my pleasure. I'm great. I'm, you know, things are things are good uh, in 2022 as we kind of work our way through the second quarter, first half of the year. Um, a few surprises, a couple of silver linings, but uh, in general, everything that I thought would happen happened, and the things that I thought wouldn't happen didn't happen. There you go. Yeah. How about with you? It's going well so far. Thanks. I was just uh, just trying to plan the rest of the year and uh, find some balance these days, right? Um, Want to try to do some travel and as we as we come out of this pandemic and and really um, get to see old friends and family. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you, I think you and the rest of the world are are traveling because the prices to go to places that I normally would go to are now triple the cost. Which brings us to our conversation today, and that is uh, talking about cash flow, small businesses, their finances, and really just how to manage you know, whatever's coming down the pike. I know that you uh, do a ton of work in the SMB space, and that you kind of have your fingers on the pulse of what's happening, whether it's technology, it's growth, it's the economy. So uh, I'm going to pick your brain a little bit, if that's okay. Sounds good. All right. Um, so let's start off with we talk about cash flow all the time on my podcast. How do you see cash flow uh, working for small business owners today in general? Well, I think it's more important, number one, to keep uh, in touch with your cash flow and the changing dynamics, right? From inflation at the human resource level, right? Wages are going up. That's one, yep. right? And just dealing with talent in general, keeping them, retaining them, attracting them, all those things are really important. But then of course, supplies, supply chain interruptions are really um, problematic these days. And so understanding um, those dynamics, trying to sort of uh, make sure you have not just one vendor, but several vendors in case of disruptions, Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the, to stockpile if you need to. I couldn't agree with you more. I remember asking a business owner about a, probably about three, three, four weeks ago. I said, so how's business? And it was businesses, you know, a struggle. And I said, well, how's cash flow? And he said, 
Well, my cash flow is sitting on a container ship right now, you know, waiting for it to come in. And I'm, I'm, I was supposed to get it three months ago. And he goes, I've already paid for it. I, I kind of missed the window of, of, you know, winter. And so I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to try and break even on it. Maybe I'll sell it for a loss, but I need to get that money back. You know, those weren't conversations that we were having pre-pandemic. Yeah, that's for sure. It's uh, there's so many things that can go wrong, as we've learned, right? From yeah, stuck out at sea uh, to uh, ship shortages, you know, for high-end manufacturers, right? So it's it's everything in between. Yeah. So are you finding that business owners today they're worried about short-term future, like the rest of 2022? Like, are they are they sitting there concerned and consumed by? the rising variable costs, delayed shipments, increased wages, kind of like what you're saying, and even, even slower consumer demand. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things we have to be concerned about, right? We've had a surge in demand, as you mentioned earlier, is travel, especially retail services, right? People want to get out and about. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, we have these concerns that, you know, with the increase in interest rates, which we'll get to, uh, there might be, and this uh, conflict, this war uh, in Europe, we might be headed toward a recession. So there are a number of things that are worrying small businesses, medium-sized businesses these days. Yeah. It's actually kind of, when you think about it, it's kind of amazing that we haven't really hit a recessionary period, isn't it? I mean, that's two quarters negative growth, but, and I, I can't remember what the numbers look like right now. All of a sudden I'm having kind of one of those senior moments, but I feel like we're dancing around the abyss. Right. I mean, with, if, if a couple of things, if a couple of, of significant events happen, I think, you know, it could, it could th- get things could get measurably worse. And this is coming from an optimist. Right. What do you think? That's right. I, I agree. I mean, the longer this conflict, particularly in, in Europe, goes on and Russia goes on, I think we're, the higher risk of recession um, is, is, is out there. Right. Um, yeah. Because that will sort of that. Increase of you know costs will continue to go up, uh, and then the um, of course that combined with the rates, it's a, it may be inevitable. I just hope I hope it is not. That that's my concern right now. Uh, it will, as you recall, when we spoke right when the uh, pandemic hit, we were concerned about depression, right? Yes. So yes, you know, we cannot predict. You know, you cannot predict. That's the the reality. You know, no one has a crystal ball, but the I think the. The learning from that is you have to be, you know, agile and be prepared for anything. And I think if you, and I think that's one of the, the silver linings of this pandemic is a lot of these businesses who've made it through are agile and will make it through whatever transpires in the next six, 12, 18 months. Yes. So hope for the best, plan for the worst, right? And, and, and as somebody said, uh, you know, I didn't know that rock bottom had a trap door. <laughs> I had a guy say that to me, you know, same, same person who said, I didn't realize that the recovery was going to be harder on me and my business than the pandemic. Right. You, you right. know, the, the, the pandemic, as crazy as that was, you kind of, it was all laid out in front of you. We're in lockdown, no face to face, everything's virtual. You thought the recovery was going to be just that, right? An improvement. But the fact of the matter is it brought with it supply chain issues, labor issues, inflation, 
And oh, by the way, just to make things really bad, uh, here's another variant of COVID. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, all right. So, you know, we talked about inflation and, and you know, the Fed introduced its first of what we think will be multiple interest rate uh, increases. Um, what do you see happening with inflation? I mean, what are we at now? Eight, eight and a half percent inflation. It's the highest it's been in 40 years. Um, do you see the Fed continuing to raise interest rates to stem inflation? Yes, I think that's the consensus that he will uh, continue to raise rates. Uh, how you know how steady and how much will is a variable depending on other factors, but it is baked in, uh, and you see that obviously in different markets, including the stock market this week, as you, as we see. Yes, um, uh, and last week. So that's that's the reality. So so inflation. I mean, I think some things. We'll just have to watch. Depending on the sector the business is in, it will come up and down, right? You already see some some backtracking of some pricing uh, inflation in different areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, depending on what those are. So I think it's it's really sector specific and supply specific, and uh, time will only tell. You know, just yeah, needs to be prepared. I think you know. I, I spoke to a, a woman who is uh, an expert in supply chain. And she said that price, she doesn't believe that prices will come down, not because uh, variable costs won't go down, but because of profit, you know, people grabbing profits. So keeping prices artificially high uh, for a period of months or maybe even a year while they, they can make enormous profits. I think there needs to be some sort of collusion that, that happens there. But because, you know, obviously you, you know, with the Internet and, and social media, you can find out the cost of lumber and building materials and other sources. Um, but for now, it's just, it's amazing how high prices have gotten. Yeah, no, that, that, that's true. And let's hope there isn't sort of uh, that sort of elevated level, again, due to profiteering rather than yeah, sort of yeah. reality. So we right. can only, it's, it is a challenge, but it's, uh, I'm glad you brought it up, Brian, because it's something that small businesses have to be cognizant of, right? They can't keep their, Prices up, or they could put, you know, some of the strategies are made to do surcharges. And then, you know, um, that's a nice way to doing it because it's sort of, it's implied that it's temporary, right? On the other hand, if you have to keep it, that yeah. might be a strategy that at least is spelled out to the consumer um, and they're aware of it, the reason for it. And, and I think small businesses have a benefit here, right? They're, they're still one of the most trusted sectors in society, right? So, if, if you can be transparent with your customers and commu- over-communicate, that will be helpful in the short and long term. That's a great point. Because, and you see that, Jim. You, we, you, you, know, you and I joked around. We, we co-authored that book, Lessons from the Great Recession. And, and I do want to talk to you offline about Lessons from the Great Pandemic, because I think it's a great book. But um, you know, we saw that uh, during the, the the Great Recession and recovery, right? Remember the uh, when gas jumped to you know four dollars a gallon or whatever, and all of a sudden shipping costs went up. You know, there was that fuel surcharge that got built in, but you're starting to see that again now. Um, I know Amazon is going to attack on a five percent uh, fee. I know Etsy is is charging an additional fee, and you know these are hitting small business owners. And so to me, this is kind of like death by a thousand cuts. So what do you tell business owners who are looking at the second half of the year? 
So I want you to I want you to put your advisor hat on, which you do very well, by the way. Um, so you're sitting in front of a group of business owners who are trying to plan out the second half of 2022. And they are coming, they come to their financials, right? They they've they try to bake in as much the of the what if game with you know, uh, supply chain and sourcing and and wages and whatnot. But now it comes to the financials where you got to look and you say, okay, how do I figure out my variable costs? Do I go 1x, 1.5x, 2x, right? I mean, what do you say to them? I mean, I know what I say. I say, and and it's painful because they say, then I'm going to lose money on every single sale in my business. If you're telling me that I'm at 2x for a lot of this stuff, or 1.5x, that just eats all of my profits. Yeah. Well, you know, with financials, it's always good to be conservative, especially on the cost side, right? Right. So that you can have some sort of margin and some flexibility, and hopefully uh, it won't be as high. So always at least plan for the worst, right? Uh, Plan for costs. Um, Pass on what you can reasonably pass on, right? Or some percentage of that, maybe through, as I mentioned, a surcharge or something while being transparent with customers, right? Um, and then, you know, you're going to have to keep updating that that plan. It's as simple as that. Yeah. It calls for a more frequent updating and modification of the plan as you see where prices are going. And that's the only thing you can do, right? Those are the two things you can do is just keep monitoring and updating so you can plan better going forward. And then uh, pass along as you know as much as you can while retaining customers and keeping them happy and delighted uh, because you're going to need them when this crisis period is over. Right. I, I like the idea of, of being transparent. You're 100, saying, "Look, you know this is what's happening with my costs. Right. They keep going up. At some point, you know you may lose customers. You know even the loyal ones. But that as opposed to going out of business, you know." you know which one which way you you need to fall in terms of do I raise prices do I not raise prices but i think the point you and i are trying to make here for our listeners is you have to be proactive when it comes to cash flow and your financials you can't being reactive so after the sale is done and you realize oh my god i'm losing money on this a lot of money you it's almost impossible to go back and say i need to raise my rate here 20% to cover my losses. That, that's just never going to happen. So you're better off being proactive instead of reactive, especially for a lot of our listeners coming into the second half of the year and the holidays, right? When many of them experience the worst of cash flow pains, right? Because they have a lot of them do most of their business in November, December. They're going to have to pay for it in September and October. And just hope that they get the, um, you know, their orders in time for the holidays. Maybe do you suggest that they pre-order, right? Pre-order. So if they normally order in October for the holidays, even though it's going to hurt cash flow, right? Because you're going to have probably have to sit on it. Do you order it in August or September? Yeah, no, that, that definitely makes sense, especially uh, to combat inflation, right? Try to buy it now. And a lower price because you know right. it's going to go up at least again, according to uh, the near term forecast, inflation will continue to rise or at least stay elevated because right. you don't know what's going to happen halfway around the world, right? So if you can afford it and maybe you can get some better terms from your suppliers, right? Because they want to keep you as a customer, 
then leverage those, right? That, and then again, seek out different suppliers just you know, um, as a backup. Right. And you benchmark. So if prices do come down, you'll know by comparing prices if somebody's trying to gouge you. All right. Keep your crystal ball out because I got my next question. I like that I'm able to ask you this. So what do you see happening with supply chain? These are all the things that you and I know, right, that worry business owners. So the bottlenecks that we've been seeing, like in, in Los Angeles and Long Beach, uh, where about 40% of our, our goods come into this country, uh, tremendous bottlenecks, 100 ships at sea. Do you see that easing and you know that business owners are going to be able to get their, um, their orders and their goods and ease some of the cash flow constraints that they've been having? Well, in fact, one week ago today, I was driving by those containers in Long Beach. Oh, <laughs> so okay. I know them. I know. I, I know them uh, by sight now. Actually, yeah, it's not a pretty sight, frankly, uh, Brian. But I think there's. I think you have to track it, right? I think some of those supply chains are easing, right, uh, over time. But you have to track it and see where they're at. I, I don't know the exact, but I've heard some talk that some things are starting to move, and um, the, some things are getting better. Right. So you just need to track it as best you can, um, and that will that will be helpful. But again, um, take the opportunity to look for different suppliers from different sort of geographies. Even if you have to uh, manufacture, uh, buy something manufactured domestically, that may be worth it. Great point. More expensive to buy domestic in most cases, but you're not waiting three months for the order to show up. So yeah, I and 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 I think going out into social media, LinkedIn or Twitter, uh, and and seeing what conversations are taking place about supply chains. You have a, a you know dozens of supply chain experts talking about these issues every single day. So go out, go on to social media, do a little bit of homework, and and ask the questions. Those people will be more than happy to help you in most cases. Um, okay, so. Let's get back to that. You're in front of the group, uh, and 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 I, I just want to make sure that we have this down so it's in takeaway form. Uh, you know, you're sitting down again with those business owners, a group of business owners, and um, they they said to you, you know, Jim, what what should we do? Um, you know, you said, you know, track your expenses, um, you know, watch cash flow. What else can they do? for the second half of the year to try as best they can to hit the goals that they set at the beginning of this year. Right. Well, on the, we've discussed about the, obviously the supply side, right. Cost, right? Um, some of the things that they can do is obviously leverage their employees to help come up with solutions. Right. Right. That's Maybe always, automate. Uh, Automate or outsource some of their business. Definitely, I mean, if you haven't done it already during the pandemic, then you know, then you know, you should have, right? Yeah. And if yeah. You, if you haven't, then start thinking about it now, um, because it's never too late to to do that. Um, and then, you know, I think, as you know, for a well on the marketing side, you know, um, clearly try to do more on that end too, so you can increase demand, right, uh, during this this time period. But uh, if we're just talking about supplies, I think we've covered most of those bases, Brian. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's I, just- I, I do like the idea of, of increasing the, the pipeline activity. You know, uh, there, are two, there are two parts of business, right? There's offense and defense, right? It's like football. 
uh, or basketball or really any sport, but right. So you want to prevent runs being scored or touchdowns being scored and you want to score touchdowns. So for as much as you look at uh, the defensive side of your business and dealing with payables, um, and, and by the way, you know, if you haven't already negotiated better, you know, terms, credit terms with your vendors, you know, maybe you can take net 30 and make it net sissy. Actually, that's what, that's what plastic does. Plastic is great for something like that, where you can stretch your, you know, your payables uh, up to, I think it is, uh, you know, they showed me where it could be up to 105 days that you can stretch it without uh, getting any kind of interest charges. So yeah, you definitely, definitely look at both sides of your business, right? You, you is what I'm hearing you say. So look at the defensive side about keeping costs down, looking at different suppliers, but then on the offensive side, you're saying increase the pipeline activity and marketing. Yeah. And- I mean, get creative on your marketing side and your sales side. Simple as that. All right. Um, we, we are kind of actually in the home stretch already, Jim. I don't know how that happens. Um, I, I certainly appreciate, uh, you sharing some, you know, of your advice with us. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to think about what other, like, you know, now that I've got you in front of me, we've been talking about cash flow and financials, you know, what do you think? Let me just throw this out to you. What do you think 2023 looks like? I mean, just off of the top of your head. Well, I think it's got to look, it's got to look better than 2022 <laughs> as far as, right? you know, who would have thought uh, inflation was going to be this high? Who would have thought we'd have a war, right? Let's hope to God um, that things settle down. Right. They have to. They have to settle down, right? Right. Uh, so I think 2023, depending on, you know, as we mentioned earlier, the recession fears, right? Uh, depending on when that comes and how soft a landing it is, how soft a, a recession it is, um, you know, things should look better, right? Overall, things should look better, but, you know, big but in there, but, but, but uh, if, if other factors, um, other crises rear their heads, right? We, I mean, think about what we've been through, right? I mean, we've been through a pandemic, right? Which was, now, which was supposed to be two weeks. Remember that? It was, we're right. going to be in lockdown right. for two weeks. Right. 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 So a two-year pandemic and then a war, right? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, you can't predict. Right. Uh, so I think, you know, the more you make your business bulletproof, right, and flexible, um, the better. Simple right. as I that. I love it. I, you know what? That's great advice. And, and, and keep an eye, keep two eyes on your financials, your cash flow, and make sure you're talking to your advisors, right? Don't don't do this alone. Don't don't yeah. try and navigate the future on your own. Absolutely, and, and I'll just I know you um, talk about this a lot, Brian, but I'll I'll emphasize the importance of a personal advisory board, a business advisory board, or just a yeah. team of of supporters that you could bounce ideas off of is uh, invaluable. Invaluable today more than ever. So uh, take the time. It doesn't take much. Yeah. Plan that out and to get advice, to seek advice on a regular basis. It should be quarterly at the very minimum by year, you know, twice a year, right? Yeah. That you bring people together or touch base with folks. That's, I 100% agree. 
And I know you do a lot of that, right? You advise companies on, on, on kind of their growth plans, which is great. If people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them? Social media, email? Yeah, probably LinkedIn, Brian, is fine. And if they okay. find me, uh, they can certainly Google me or, or, or contact you. All right. Yeah, that's it. Call me. I'll put you through to Jim. I'll give you the secret hotline <laughs> number. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jim, thank you very much. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your insights and, uh, and your advisory services to growing companies and individuals. And um, I appreciate it. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. I can't wait to get your newsletter that I get which I love and um, see more of what you're doing to help not only New Jersey, but the country. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. And thank you for your leadership as well. My pleasure. And I also want to thank our sponsor for today's show, Plastic, to learn more about Plastic and how they can help your company with cash flow issues, which is what we've been talking about today. Make sure you visit them at www.plastic, that's P-L-A-S-T-I-Q.com. Thanks, everybody. And I look forward to talking with you again on a future episode of the Small Business Edge podcast. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.